0: What's up guys, Max here back with another episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. I'm gonna introduce my guests today. We've got Rob Sweetman and Dr. Goroff Mishra. Rob, if you can start us off really quick and introduce yourself and talk a little little bit about what we're doing here today, that would be fantastic.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us on, Max. Um, I was a civilian at almost 30. I joined the teams, the SEAL teams, did eight years uh, got out and found a passion for sleep. And for the last four years, I've absolutely dug into sleep science and sleep technology, and we've built some pretty cool stuff. So just wanted to share some of that, uh, with the audience today and also give everybody, you know, some tips on sleep that can, they can apply today.
0: Awesome. And, uh, Dr. Mishra, if you can introduce yourself real quick.
2: Hi everybody. Um, Thanks, Max. Um, I'm Dr. Mishra. I'm a psychiatrist. I work with both adults and children. I work in practice in San Diego, where I oversee sort of mental health services for an organization, and I'm also an advisor and friend at uh, Exist Tech. Awesome. Thank you. Great to be here.
0: Yeah, and I want to thank everybody in the chat for being here, all the members of the channel and the people who are always here, and then people who are new here. Uh, the Scuttlebutt Show is about all military veteran news. We have veteran guests on like we have today. And uh, we do a daily live show Sunday through Thursday, 1800 Pacific Standard Time. So welcome everybody. And Rob, uh, you you were just on a show last month and we're trying to make this like a monthly thing. And we gave away some prizes and it was fantastic. We had a lot of fun. It was totally awesome. Uh, so what are we talking about today? What's What's uh, been happening with the company?
1: Well, I just wanted to share with you that this thing we've been building, the Yoga Sleep Node, Uh, It's like a sleep companion. It goes on the wall in your bedroom and it helps you sleep. Uh, We're almost done with that. And we've had some challenges, you know, with supply chain logistics, getting parts uh, for whatever reason this year. It's been really challenging to get those parts. Uh, But we're razor close. We're in testing right now. And uh, the product's really cool because, uh, and by the way, we built this from the science. We didn't like build a widget to sell on Amazon Uh, We looked at the science, we said, what is the science telling us? And then we found, uh, and Dr. Mishra has been on this journey with us, he can tell you some of the challenges, but we found the individual components that were the highest quality uh, that met those scientific requirements, and we put it all together in one package. So basically, what we're doing is uh, simulating a sunset, Uh, so we put the right spectrum of light into your bedroom at nighttime, there's zero blue light uh, safer for the eyes. And then we have another light that resets your circadian rhythm, uh, in the morning, the full spectrum light. And then we have audio tracks that, uh, we have streaming guided meditation, breathing exercises, white noise, nature sounds. It's the total package. And so our goal here is to get this out to as many people as possible, uh, to begin helping them with their sleep.
0: And yeah, Dr. Mishra, uh, Rob mentioned you might have some something to add there about the the development of the product, the getting the parts, and all that sourcing the parts. Uh, do, do you have anything you want to talk about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you know, just taking a step back, you know, I just want to say that um, people who have not heard this before that you know um, I was I and Rob met in business school, and I was there as a psychiatrist. He was there as a, a Navy Seal. You know, so it was very different backgrounds. But when we start talking about what, what we are passionate about and what, what's common, it was, so, it was so obvious that, you know, his passion was obviously working on sleep science and getting that better for a lot of people, having struggled with it himself and also seeing a lot of his colleagues in the military struggle with that. And what I found as a psychiatrist is what, this is what I'm working with, with all of my patients every single day in my clinic. You know, and I saw, thought that, the commonalities were, were very significant. And then a lot of the recommendations that I was providing to uh, my patients, you know, if you talk about sort of habit forming and lifestyle changes were exactly what sort Robert was focusing on. So when we started talking about that, the idea sort of evolved from that. So I've, you know, I've seen you know, this idea now at least last three years and I know Robert has been sort of consistently working at it. So it's really exciting that we're so close to having that uh, product in hand. I've ordered mine already and I'm hoping to, be the first few few to try it myself, but I think it's a no-brainer that you know if if I just come come at it from a physician, I see that you know it's positive sleep improves sleep, has an impact on everybody's health in general, but also significant impact in all different kinds of mental illness, and that's irrespective of age, you know. So I think any device that uh, and this device especially, which can help somebody get there better, it more easily and then consistently stay there. I think it's going to be really great. So I'm excited about the next
0: steps. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm excited for you guys. It's so cool to see it. I mean, I feel like I've been along for the ride from the beginning too, because I've been following along since this was an idea in Rob's head and talking about it and all the wild ideas that he had at work and everything were always awesome to hear about. Um, And that, just really quick, in case anybody doesn't know, because we've had you on the show, Rob, you've been on the show maybe five times, six times now. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about the history of the company in the beginning of the company, but Exist kind of was born out of your mission to help people get better sleep after loss of a teammate uh, from the SEAL teams. Is, is there anything you can add really quick just for the, the not to minimize it, but just for people, I know a lot of people have heard it before, are very familiar with the story, but maybe somebody out there isn't. So what is the, the brief kind of explanation of where this company came from?
1: Yeah. So as, as my military career was uh, coming to an end, um, my buddy took his life. So this was a suicide. Um, Everybody was, you know, scratching their head as to what happened. uh, Why him? Um, My buddy, Ryan Larkin um, never even saw the age of 30 and it shouldn't have happened. He was a fantastic seal better than I was um, sniper medic just just kind of a, a dream team guy. And so I thought if that can happen to him, then am I next? I mean, how did this whole thing happen? And so when I just looked deeply into, um, you know, what happened before, what led up to his, uh, situation, my best estimation of the whole thing was that he wasn't sleeping and he just began to spiral. Um, Part of that was ambient. part of that was alcohol, part of that was energy drinks in the morning. But the point is, uh, he wasn't getting the sleep. I was there, I saw it, uh, and things just started to unravel. Uh, Now, there's a lot of other, um, you know, comorbid factors, uh, TBI, PTS. um, But what I saw was somebody that was extremely underslept and and lost his mind. Uh, That was my experience. And so I began to unpack that. And I looked at, well, is this, you know, is this an isolated event, or is this something that's happening across the board in the SEAL teams? And it turned out it's not an isolated event, and people have terrible sleep in the SEAL teams. Uh, we did surveys after I got out; it's like 98% of the guys are struggling. So then I looked at uh, the military in general, uh, and it turns out the the RAND report shows just how terrible uh, the sleep is. And if you're not getting adequate sleep, which is you know at least seven hours, um, you know some military folks is be lucky if they got five hours, your body starts to to break down. There's all kinds of problems, uh, psychological problems. Doctor Mishra can talk more about that. Physiological problems, recovery problems, and then guys are ending up with serious health conditions, and they don't know why. And then what's worse is um, they have this. I mean, what we call it. Uh, I I took this word from Naval postgraduate school um, is circadian scarring. And so circadian scarring is kind of like, well, you know, I've been doing this for so long, uh, sleep depriving that it must be fine, right? I'm fine, right? Uh, And they continue that behavior into their civilian life as they transition out of the military, or they lead a 20 year career and just end up in a terrible state. Um, So anyways, I became very passionate about this. And as I transitioned out of the military, I think a lot of our veterans on the, uh, in the audience could probably relate to this. I needed to find a purpose. I needed to find a new mission and something, you know, that I could get behind, not, you know, going out to make a million dollars or nothing self-serving. It had to be something where I could serve others, just like, um, we all intended to do when we joined the military and so i thought the best way to do that was to build sleep solutions so i could maybe save people like ryan um so we started with a sleep pod which i'd love to talk about if you want um it's super cool uh it's really going to disrupt sleep science we've been working on it the whole time for like four years now still working on it Uh, but then about a year ago we decided to kind of change gears and work on something smaller Uh, a little bit less expensive and something we can get in the hands of people, uh, soon. And now here we are, the products and testing is pretty much finished. Um, it's the science is pretty basic. Uh, and now we're going to kick off a six week program, uh, as a challenge. And with that, we're going to do a pilot study. Uh, we're going to analyze the results. We're going to publish those results. So it's finally really getting exciting. So. That's great.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I, I like to add a little bit to that. I think, um, you know, having worked, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I've been a psychiatrist and been in the, in the, you know, mental health field as a professional in about 11 years now, and right from my training in the VA in Detroit and even now working in San Diego, work I have a lot of veterans and active duty um, military members who are my patients, and also the population in general. You know, sleep is such a cornerstone of, you know, your health. We find that if you, even if you start somebody who's never had uh, sort of uh, depression, anxiety, or any other song, sort of mental illness, and you put them to a, in a sleep-deprived state, they would eventually get to a place that they definitely have anxiety. They have difficulty performance in their everyday activities, and they have even mood being, becoming unstable. And when uh, and when you start focusing on sleep as a way to improve uh, somebody's uh, mental uh, well-being, their health, overall physical and mental health there's such a large impact that, you know, stories like the story of Ryan, which uh, Robert uh, said, uh, told us about is, is a really sad story, but there are so many such stories. And, you know, as a clinician, as, as people who are trying to help with this, the goal is trying to get to as many people and early, right. Get to them as, as early as possible, try to help them make that intervention about improving their sleep, improving their um, sort of overall, um, you know, sleep cycle and habits so that, they can have such a long-term impact uh, on their lives so i think that's the goal here and this definitely science that shows all of these interventions that sort of put together in in, in the device uh, can have a huge impact yeah
0: i i was wondering dr mishra you're a psychiatrist so and you said you worked at the va doing training mm-hmm. or was that mm-hmm. for train were you in training at the va Resident yeah i was so i was a, yeah
2: i was a psychiatry resident at the va Troy for about three years. I did both inpatient, outpatient psychiatry here in San Diego. I'm by even today, I have a, a several patients who are veterans and who are in active duty currently and their family members. And again, you know, sleep is always the cornerstone of that treatment because many, most of them do have sleep disruption and which is just parts comes with, uh, you know, comes with being a uh, part of that sort of work environment. I think.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because. We just had a story yesterday that we talked about on the show, people might remember, of an Air Force colonel who was berating his troops because they canceled a mission, a training mission, because they failed their ORM checks, which is the operational risk management checks, because they were too fatigued after a schedule change. No one in the crew had slept, and they, right. uh, they canceled the mission for that, and they ended up getting basically what you would call an ass-chewing. Uh, they were told how disappointed their commander was for, you know, waving off on this mission for safety. That's what people are up against in the military is, you know, they tell you on one hand, it's absolutely, you know, safety is number one. Losing lives in training is not worth it. We need to mitigate every risk possible. And then that same person the next day will be like, are you guys freaking kidding me? You canceled a mission because of safety. What's wrong with you? Are you cowards? Your country would be ashamed of you. Uh, and that it can be probably traumatizing to somebody when they have to make a similar decision in the future again do you see uh do you see a lot of veterans who are is it is it just that always on mentality that makes veterans have difficulty sleeping is that it this idea that anything could happen at any minute yeah i think yeah i think
2: the, uh, depending on the experience i think definitely we see that veterans who sort of uh, been in active duty uh settings right and where they have had traumatic experiences whether they have PTSD or they don't have the full blown Sort of a spectrum of PTSD. There's definitely you need to be on high alert. Uh, sort of uh, you know high alert, and that sort of is their uh, base base state. Whereas that really doesn't translate really well to any sort of life back in the states, uh, or even if you uh, you know it requires you to be. So you need do not need to be that uh, quickly and quick to sort of get activated or awake here. So you know. So I think that is a difficult transition. Definitely, if you look talk about the ptsd you know somebody struggling from ptsd again the difficulty with sleep and nightmares is a core sort of feature of that um you know illness and it does require those things to be get corrected so that uh, people with ptsd can then uh, you know have normal sleep and then have the normal daytime right for you to have an okay uh experience during the rest of your day you need to have great sleep so um you know it's so common to see that and difficult. It is sometimes difficult. And I would just say I was was never in the military. So I don't have that experience. But I'll say, as somebody who was in my 20s, I didn't care about my sleep as much and we're not taught to do that, you know, but I think um, people have to actively be educated, that it is key. And as you said, that exercise was canceled, and it was appropriate, because people need to think about even when I'm not actively doing something, actively resting or actively sleeping is part of me doing well the next day, you know, so that's, that's an important message. I think.
0: Sure. Rob, have you, have you, so I, when I was at work one day, uh, at the last command that I was at in the Navy, I was talking to, we had a seal who was our deputy OIC and he comes in one day and he goes, there is no, no go criteria for a seal. There's no such thing. You know, uh, there is no, no go criteria. So there's like literally nothing that a seal would cancel a mission for this is, this is his words. And obviously there's some stuff like air goes red. You can't do your mission. Uh, winds are too high, you can't do a jump, something like that. But this kind of attitude like we're we're going no matter what. Did you is that is that pretty accurate as far as the attitude of uh in the SEAL community or special spec ops community?
1: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um and I mean that's why SEALs are who they are, because they always get the job done and they do the the shittiest job, right? Um but that takes a toll. So, I mean, w- there's a range between, you know, what's healthy and losing your life. And somewhere in the middle is where we'll go to, to accomplish the mission. And so, do we take it too, too far sometimes? I think so. Uh, but, you know, uh, this command that shut down the, the mission because of fatigue, I mean, my hats are off to them because uh, Dr. John Cordell, uh, retired captain as uh, a Navy uh, fleet captain, I think he's in the audience tonight, um, is always talking about fatigue. This has been something that is, you know, an issue in the Navy, uh, the surface Navy for a long time. And they, you know, they do these five and dimes and they're super tired and they come back. And uh, Dr. Cordell was able to get, with uh, Naval Postgraduate School is able to get a uh, 24-hour. It's a circadian watch cycle uh, passed as an instruction uh, after the two collisions in 2017 where those kids lost their lives, um, and people say that it's better. You know, now they're on a circadian watch schedule. Now they're getting the the rest that they need, and we're consistently looking at fatigue because, yeah, sure, you can push yourself to do the mission, um, but when it comes down to it. Uh, when fatigue starts to set in, if you've been up for 20 hours, uh, somewhere in that range, it's the equivalent cognitive performance of being inebriated, like beyond the legal limit with alcohol. And you're tasked with, you know, at night on nods, pointing your your weapon at, you know, a potential target and making a, a rapid decision. And we know that with more sleep deprivation, uh, you start to lose your ability to read facial expressions it's more difficult to determine whether this person's a threat or not. Obviously, they have a weapon uh, that's a tango, right? But in that split second decision where you take someone's life or not, are you well slept? And the answer is we can be better slept, I think, most of the time. Um, So fatigue management should go into the entire ORM. It should go into your operational readiness. It should be a factor in uh, whether or not you should execute the mission. And that's my perspective. So have you guys
0: had a chance to speak with, uh, military leaders about this? Have you guys had an ability to bring these ideas to the, I know you, I know Rob, you have a little bit, but if you want, if you can talk about it, maybe expand on it a little bit, uh, how, how you have, or maybe would in the future try to bring some of these ideas to the fleet as far as readiness goes.
1: Yeah, we're working on that. Um, you know, we submitted uh i think six proposals to the military and most of them came back with hey you need to be a little bit further along in the technology development and so forth and so on it's a really tough barrier to entry uh in terms of you know bringing technology into the military <laughs> i know you know that max yeah <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but just in terms of talking um, we're absolutely talking at every level that we can uh, john Cordell and I have talked to uh, ASNI in DC and in San Diego we talk about the topic of fatigue we talk about the conditions on uh, shipwrecks i think there's a way to build a better shipwreck uh, we already have a design laid out uh, to throw our technology in there and help sailors get better rest during a protected sleep period um, but we'll see we'll see if the you know if they want to put up the money to to pay for that stuff uh that's a challenge i think one good entry point uh at a larger level might be aviators because i'm pretty sure that uh it strictly says in the uh instruction how much time you have to sleep before you go on a flight and it's probably because the, the jets are like two billion dollars or however much they are um but if we can lean on their instruction and say hey this is what right looks like getting rest is important so you can function our most important weapon in the military is our people, so we need to treat it like that.
0: Yeah. So here's a question, and maybe Dr. Mishra, maybe you can uh, confirm this one way or the other. Um, I've heard, you know, there's kind of a a uh, almost an ego thing going on where maybe in the military we're like 24 hours. I who gets tired after twenty four hours? What are you a baby? You need your, you need to, to be, you know, swaddled, and you need a to suck on your thumb or something like that. Like that's nothing. But is there, what is the limit? Like where there is no person walking around who is okay after blank? Kind of like, oh, I can drink thirty beers. I, I, that doesn't affect me like it affects other people. But that's not true, right? So, what is the point where, like, literally nobody is being honest if they say they are okay after they've been awake you know maybe you fill in the blank there 24 hours 48 hours at people because people will try to be tough about it oh I can drive all night I'm good I do this all the time but there's got to mm-hmm. be some point where like it just doesn't exist
2: you know, so I think it depends on what your baseline is I would say you know so if you're somebody who's consistently getting maybe even six hours of sleep every night right and you're pretty good about it and then a couple nights or one night, you gotta stay up all night. I think you're you're a lot better in a state to handle that sort of uh, lack of sleep in that moment and then sort of carry on functioning fairly okay. But a lot of people, what we see is sort of, they have patterns of poor sleep. And this is not just one night, they're up, they're up, up late and then waking up early for work or whatever else. And then sort of, so they have their, in this sort of poor pattern of, uh, insufficient sleep for days, weeks, months, years. You know, people go on, people have bad sleep patterns for a long time. And I think um, that's where the the trouble with uh, decision-making and how good am I functioning? I think, um, you know, we can say that I'm feeling great, right? That's okay because you can use Red Bull, which is not necessarily the best, but or a lot of coffee and sort of get by for a few hours. But if you really think about it, you're not going to be able to function sustainably um, you know, in a great way without sufficient sleep. Actually, if you miss sleep even one night, your sort of body takes almost a week to sort of catch up from even that one night's good sleep. You know, it takes time to sort of recover from that. And essentially there's no real recovery because you're not sleeping 14 hours the next day. Most people are not, you know, so you're not, there's no way to really recover from that. So I think it's just keeping, um, remembering every night that sleep is key. And if you do that, then, you know, next day and the next day after that, it's going to be consistently better is sort of the only way to go. It's, you know, and that's what we recommend. I think, um, for a lot of our patients, we see that once they start feeling a little bit better, they get a little bit off track again, but you know, you have to have this, you know, you have to have your mom, your, your mom's voice has to be your internal voice now saying that get to bed because I need to function and, um, also, you know, in the military, um, you know, your responsibility and consequences of an action uh, gone not perfectly is huge, right, in that setting. It could be really large for yourself and people around you. So I think it becomes even more important that everybody there is functioning at the optimal level, which, you know, you know, we've all seen no coffee can do the trick that a good night's sleep can do. That day you wake up and feel like, oh, my God, this is amazing I feel so good already. You've not even had a cup of coffee yet. And you know those days tell you what
0: sleep can do. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, it's funny. It's funny to have this old conversation. I mean, we have to acknowledge also that there's there's times where getting a good night's sleep's not possible, especially for the military. And it, we shouldn't pretend like you know if you're getting if your base is getting attacked that right. you, it's okay to go to sleep or something like that. Right. Like, of course, it's sure. not right. It's not possible. But right. a, awareness. Of the effects of sleep deprivation is probably equally as important as you know it's probably more important to make somebody aware of what they might be experiencing when they're sleep deprived as it is to tell them how important it is to get a good night's sleep. But what's funny is you're a doctor, you're a medical doctor, famously sleep deprived through residency, through training, through med school. It's so it's so wild how you know these bad habits or bad practices or what well what we know as risky practices invade right. even in the medical community did you experience that okay. in residency too like how can there be a combination mm-hmm. of such an hyper awareness of the problem and willingness right. to go along with it you know it's
2: yeah we, I, we had 30 hour shifts you know and i would start <laughs> at 8 a.m in the morning i'd be in clinic till 5 p.m 5 p.m to 8 a.m next morning i was in the hospital all night i remember 4 a.m some nights i've been up since like four 6 a.m the previous day and 4 a.m the next day I, I can't, like, I feel like, I can't see, see clearly at this point. I feel like I need to take an, at least an hour nap. But I know, you know, there was a, like, a tragic situation where one of our residents actually sort of died driving on the way home just because oh. they were so sleepy, right? They met an accident. So they actually, our hospital started providing sort of uh, cab tickets, cab, uh, you know, vouchers for people. It is really, it is really a difficult because obviously, you know, your decision-making after, even as a physician, as a 20, after 24 hours, what is your decision-making like? It's probably not the you know best it can be. Um, actually, studies have shown the longer your day is, even as a physician, your decision changes towards the end of the day. You're not making as great decisions as you are.
1: So it you know I went through that, and you know at that time when it was the days were shortened for our
2: the next class, we laughed at them that they're not tough enough. But it was not the case. I mean, you know, we were young and stupid too, so we thought. Um, but you know, I think it's important. Sleep is really so key that. If definitely in the medical field also, it,
0: it really impacts. Yeah. I don't know, Rob, what do you think about that? Did, uh, you know, obviously you've done, I'm sure you've done plenty of stints of long periods of being awake in training. In Maybe. in BUDS, obviously there's Hell Week, right? And then you go on and there's way more of that going on. And one thing that always surprised just really a quick note, one thing that always surprised me about uh, doing training with Naval Special Warfare is how much time people spent on PowerPoints like people would be doing training and then in between like the actual, you know, exercises, the kinetic part all night working on PowerPoints, putting in arrows, embedding photos, (laughs) (laughs) and you just go these long periods without sleep. Uh, Did you, did you ever witness any kind of like fatigue mishaps while you were in uh, maybe after buds, like actually in in the SEAL teams?
1: Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I was just a a sack of shit (laughs) if i didn't get to sleep uh especially out at Nyland, uh tons of mistakes and i i can't remember what the saying was but i think if you give a jo you know uh one day or one night from the warning order or one week the presentation is the same just (laughs) after the one week you're going to have animations at it (laughs) so uh there's this if you if anybody in the crowd remembers what that saying is um Yeah. So, uh, in terms of the seal teams, you know, um, I remember going through the buds training and it, you know, we started on Sunday night and, you know, we have breakout and (laughs) I was so stupid. I had no idea, uh, what we were about to do. I was up playing poker the night before with my brother (laughs) and, uh, just coking and joking. Uh, all i had seen is the class two, two, four, I think it was on YouTube. It's like how hard can it be? Uh, I didn't really take it, I guess, as seriously as I should have. And then I found out that night. It's like, wait, we we get zero sleep. Um, so I guess I'm an idiot. But so after <laughs> breakout on Sunday, you know, you make it all the way to Monday morning. Um, your circadian rhythm is already off. Um, you feel weird. But then after the sunlight comes up and resets your circadian rhythm, uh, your body uh, starts, you know, you have a spike in cortisol. So you almost forget about the fact that you didn't get any sleep the night before, and then you push on through the hot day. And then I think it's, it gets very sad and depressing when you're sitting on top of the hill and you're like, goodbye, Mr. Sun, the instructor always makes you say goodbye to the sun. And, uh, and then it gets dark again and you're cold and you're Sandy and all that mess. And, uh, it's just depressing. I think that's when most guys quit. The realization that they're going to have to go through the entire night, um, but then the guys that don't quit. Uh, this
0: meeting is being recorded. Uh, that was awkward. <laughs> uh, okay. That was my that was my fault. Go ahead, go on.
1: Uh, so the guys that don't quit after Monday night make it to Tuesday morning. I think that is, if I recall, uh, that's the highest percentage of dropouts in that period. And so, if basically, if you make it to Tuesday at lunch, um, you're good. Uh, Meaning if you're insane enough to go that far, then you're insane enough to just keep going. Um, But there's so many stages of, uh, you know, you get to the point where you're just, you feel like you're lucid and then you're confused and then you're, you have hallucinations and then you get into the third, fourth, fifth day, I think it's five and a half days total. You're just completely out of your mind. Um, and I've never had a chance to work a hell week as an instructor, but, you know, I talked to some of the guys that are instructors that did the, uh, that do that. And yeah, I mean, they just say that the guys are, are just zombies. I mean, they're absolutely zombies. I remember just forcing one leg in front of the other continuously for just hours and hours, cause you're basically just doing PT the whole time. There's not a whole lot of, uh, complex problem solving that goes on in, uh, hell week but you know i think what happens after that you know i guess we've proven ourselves um that becomes a i guess that makes it okay to sleep deprived on missions and stuff like that so uh and i'm not sure maybe dr misher you can explain it better but at some point um my psyche like once i've reached that level that depth of uh just like this, maybe it's that hypnagogic state, right? Between wakefulness and sleep. Once you've reached that depth of uh, within my own psyche, it's almost like you're curious to go back there again. And it's unlikely that I'll ever be able to, but we have this uh, sort of hubris that we'll be able to do it again. And maybe we'll reach, you know, it's fine. I can do 24 hours without sleep. I can do a couple of days without sleep, but it's not fine. It's not okay. That was under a controlled environment with doctors and staff. And so if you try to operate heavy machinery or a gun or anything like that, it's just ridiculous. Like, absolutely not. The only answer is just like you go to CrossFit or just like you you know eat your nutrition, just like you do any of your uh, things that you're disciplined with, you have to be disciplined with your sleep. I mean, all of your gains are while you're sleeping. Um, so my only hope is that people do take sleeping more seriously we have some solutions um if you want me to talk about the yoga sleep mode uh note a little bit more in depth i can um
0: yeah can we so so i think that would be a great transition actually thanks for sharing that about the sleep deprivation hell week i think a lot of people probably found that interesting uh i'm sure a lot of people would like to hear a lot more about that maybe on another another time um but somebody in the in the chat was asking how do you pre-order it can you travel with it there were some questions going around the yoga sleep node which by the way congratulations to if justin's out there in the chat on winning yours i'm sure you'll get that uh winning the raffle last time we'll be getting that i'm sure they'll be getting that out to you when it's ready as soon as it's ready um tell us about the product cuz it is available for pre-order right you can pre-order it now is it still available for the initial order discount
1: yeah absolutely we're going to keep it discounted it's almost a cost um until we do the launch uh, so all of our people that you know are supporting us uh we're gonna hook them up um and by the way if any of my friends are on right now make sure and click subscribe on the scuttlebutt show because i've just really enjoyed this show uh ever since its inception and it's gone from like when you started max it's like boom now you're already at five thousand. i think you're gonna hit ten thousand this year really cool content especially if you're a veteran Um, thank you but so for the for the yoga sleep note um we're almost done we hoped that we would be done in june uh, but this is the way it goes so we're almost done uh, if anybody wants to go check it out and pre-order they can do it at, at www.yogasleepnode.com um, if you want to check out like uh, our organization that's existtribe.com. tribe.com exist tribe uh, that came from existential technologies <laughs> I, re- I remember back in the day trying to say that uh, 10 times fast it's like we have to shorten this um, but it's, this tribe is all about educating and helping and getting, you know, pushing sleep to the next level. Uh, but in terms of the yoga sleep node, there's, there's three main things that we're focused on and we kind of go back to the science. Uh, one of them is consistency. And so with this yoga sleep node as a, uh, you know, a sleep companion, it totally automates your routine. So you're going to go to the app and you set what time you want to wake up. And then it gives you the adequate amount of time to get sleep. And then it kicks on uh, the amber light and it kicks on the sound. And that becomes a trigger as you use the device over time. You're like, oh, it's time for bed. Uh, And I I can hear Dr. Mishra right now talking about um, in one of his podcasts, you know, (laughs) parents don't like to be talked about, like to be told to go to bed. That's something we do for children. But the truth is, we kind of have to get to that point. So the yoga sleep node automates a lot of that um you know i can go more in depth on that if you want the second thing is we need to reduce interruptions we've seen that um through eeg and ekg measurements we can see sp- uh, spikes in sound like noise pollution like car alarms outside that can disrupt your sleep uh, we can measure it uh, and when your sleep's disrupted then you don't get uh, efficient sleep and you may not be able to have the same level of recovery um, the three ones that we focus on are light, sound, and temperature within those interruptions, and the yoga sleep node helps helps control all of those. Um, and then that last thing is the transition. Uh, I think I, you know the transition is one of the most important things. And what I mean by that is, from waking to sleep, there has to be a transition of state. And so we have several techniques to do that Uh, in the six to hour challenge. um, It's a six week program. We go over six different ways to do that. Um, That transition of state is absolutely critical because if you go to bed uh, with anxiety or you're worried about work, um, you could have higher levels of noradrenaline uh, also called norepinephrine. All that is is you know the cousin to adrenaline, right? So you can see um, that in the blood work and if that's in the brain, uh, sometimes you see more nightmares, but definitely more unease in sleep. And what we're trying to do is have a, a good transition from wake to sleep so that you have good sleep and then you wake up. So consistency, reducing those interruptions and a good transition. Those are the three things that we're focused on and that's what the Yoga Sleep Node helps us with.
0: Dr. Mishu, do you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I think, you know, I think the
2: three points he uh, he touched on, you know, so commonly when we are you know, we talking to patients and people who are struggling with sleep, I think that transition is really the key piece where people feel like they can go out partying or do several or work really late, um, things like that, and then suddenly fall asleep right away. I think that is a misconception. It takes a little bit of transition and whatever that may be for you people, you know, you want to people pray, you take a shower, read a book, whatever that may be, sort of the calming exercise is really important so that sort of your mind really gets to a state that you are not sort of, it's not just going, um, you know, really fast and you have hundreds of thoughts that you're trying to sort of calm down. Because if you keep thinking that way, it's difficult to definitely calm down and fall asleep. So I think this transition piece is really key. And I think obviously interruptions, you know, all of us are guilty of having the phone uh, in our hands when we're trying to fall asleep. And um it's difficult to get rid of that, but it is again a key um it, it's a it's an important factor in keeping us awake and keeping us uh, <clears throat> making it harder for us to fall asleep. So I think um you know I think these transitions and these um and th- this way to sort of ritualize it almost, which uh the device really helps with, is going to make a difference for people because I think it you know takes away from having to sort of, uh, it every night versus you have sort of a device or, you know, an app that actually sort of guides you a little bit. And if you follow that, you know, you slowly get into the habit of using it. And, um, you know, your sleep will be more consistent.
0: When do you guys think, uh, these, When are these shipping? You think any estimates? Hey, t- sorry to put you on the spot.
1: No, I, I don't want to quote it yet. Uh, but we plan to go to Indiegogo and do a big, uh, campaign so everybody that pre-orders with us will get the best deal uh, and then we'll incrementally raise it on indiegogo uh, and then once we go to the public and we're at retail uh, then of course it'll be full price and we'll have the thing fully stood up so we're hoping to finish that in the next couple of months uh, and start shipping some of the parts are taking a little while um, the components on the inside but we are in testing now and it's very exciting i mean having these meetings with the engineers it's like finally, uh, this thing is coming together. So, uh, if you want, I can show you an image and kind of describe a little bit about, uh, what we're doing in the science. Yeah, let's do it. That we we right. tr- we
0: had to troubleshoot for everyone watching. By the way, real quick, while Rob sets that up, I want to thank MC for a 4.99 super chat. Thank you. I want to thank everyone who subscribed and checked out this video. Uh, all the links to Exist Tribe and to all my links for the Scuttlebutt Show are in the description of this video. If you guys want to check that out, yeah, we had to troubleshoot the screen sharing thing, and, and uh, my inability to navigate Zoom uh, was showing through before the show started. So good thing we jumped on early and figured that out. So yeah, if you want to jump, if you want to grab the screen uh, share it, project, whatever you're looking at. Uh, we're ready to go over here. Everyone will see it. And then you can tell us about whatever you want. And I had your website pulled up earlier and I was showing the home page when we were talking about the product. So people have seen it a little bit, uh, at least from the landing page of the website.
1: Nice. Okay. Well, I'll just, uh, let's see here.
0: I know you had a, maybe a animation or something. You had that J O animation ready to go.
1: Yeah, let me, uh, okay, there it goes. All right, so can you see the yoga sleep node here? Yep. Awesome. Okay, so I just wanted to describe it to you guys. So the night light is simulating dusk. So this is a special light. Um, This is the only US OLED manufacturer. This is a single substrate. It's extremely high performance. It's an industrial grade light. It's certified for no risk to the cornea or skin. This is the safest light in the world for your eyes at night. And we've built it into this whole thing. So this is an amber light. Um, like I said, it simulates dusk. And why this is important is because there's zero blue. Uh, there's zero blue in this light as tested in a laboratory. And so what happens when uh, we're watching a sunset, um, the, you know, the slower um, particles, which here, let me switch, switch to this one. Um, Here's the visible light spectrum, and I don't want to get too sciencey on you guys, but we can't see infrared, we can't see ultraviolet, so within here is the visible light spectrum, and the slowest, from 400 to 550 nanometers approximately, is the blue light, so that light, uh, when we're watching the dusk, um, gets blocked by particles, what we end up seeing is more of a red light, more of an amber, orange, Uh, And that's what our bodies and our brains have been used to for a million years. It's, you know, encoded in our DNA. And what that does is it uh, helps regulate our cortisol and melatonin levels. Uh, So these are are relatively reciprocal. Uh, And so at nighttime, uh, what we want is some melatonin to start being produced in the brain. And the way that we do that is by getting uh, the proper a transition of light into our eyes. And then of course, in the morning we wake up and we have a spike in cortisol and that uh, reduces as the day goes on. So this light has zero blue light in it. Um, and to kind of describe a little bit more about um, how blue light affects your uh, eyes at night, I created a little animation for you guys. Awesome. So I'll go ahead and play it. Let me know what you think.
0: I'm really proud of you, by the way.
1: So this is somebody uh, on there tablet at nighttime. Uh, Now we have a cross section. This is what happens. The blue light exposed to your eye. um, It it creates more of a reaction than any of the other light uh, and it stimulates the octave nerve and it goes to something called the suprachiasmatic nucleus in the brain. And that is the body clock. It controls that melatonin production. And so if you have exposure to blue light at night, uh, that melatonin production can be delayed. And then if it's delayed, you're gonna have a harder time going to sleep. And it doesn't just affect you that first night, it affects you, that that becomes the standard. Now, every single night after that, um, you have to readjust in order to get your melatonin circadian rhythm back on cycle. Circa uh, and dia, circadian rhythm, just meaning daily, it's your daily rhythm. So uh, that's the night light that's super important to the science behind what we're doing. Uh, So this can be, uh, this is part of the entire process. It can stay on at night as a night light, or it can go completely black. And then this morning light, uh, this is, I I would argue, equally as important. Um, I just listened to a podcast on Tim Ferriss today with a doctor up at Stanford that was talking about the volumes of sunlight that needs to get into your eyes. So this is a full spectrum light. It does have blue light in it. We know that for the same reason, uh, your your retina gets excited by the light that this light introduced to the eye in the morning. We know that's when the circadian rhythm resets circadian rhythm, meaning daily. And by the way, uh, and you know, you guys can start asking questions in the chat and we can answer them. Uh, but basically, um, you know, humans are on a 24 hour cycle because of the earth, because of the sun. That's our greatest indicator. And we have a connection with the earth. And if we, for example, they they did studies, I think, dating back as far as like 1954, where if you stay in a cave, you know, they did a couple scientists in a cave, and they've done this several times since, every human being has a different uh, endogenous cycle, right? So every day is different naturally for each human being. So it might be 28 hours for one person. It might be 22 hours for another person. Um, the average we know now is 24 and a half hours for all humans. So if the average is 24 and a half, how is it that we you know, stay healthy on a 24 hour day? And that's because uh, we get reset every morning with that first morning light in the eye. So that's why we have the morning light. It's all about consistency. Uh, and then the acoustic sound, uh, next time I'll have a, a cutaway for you. But we built this like a Bose wave. We did the physics uh, to be able to achieve, achieve uh, phantom acoustics. So there's a speaker box built into this thing is absolutely mathematically figured and there's a little port down here and so the sound is really incredible and so this is I'll stop sharing this is a smart device it connects to your home it's your sleep companion it it also has the ability to integrate with other stuff in your house we can integrate with uh you know your willing sleep mat to be able to give you sleep measurements Thomas, I think he's in the crowd. We just uh, we're talking about using a a micro EEG headband uh, and integrating with them. We can integrate with Nest to control the thermostat. So there's really sort of unlimited possibilities with this. Uh, We have a good offering right out of the box. Uh, but once we start adding in the uh, guided meditation, the live content from yoga experts, from meditation experts, breathing experts, we're trying to get Josh Dunst, if you're in the crowd tonight, uh, we're we're hoping to get you on. Um, all of that stuff is possible. And so hopefully, like I said, we're gonna have this thing uh, out to market in the next couple of months, uh, but this is going to make an impact. No more pills, no more of the, the drug companies telling us what to do uh and this is just the healthiest solution so i'll stop there
0: i think it looks so uh dr misha i'll give you a chance to to add anything you want to add there but yeah I, I think that i've never been a fan of uh prescribed medications you know you can get those pretty easily especially in the military especially ambien uh it's ridiculous and i've tried a couple things a couple times and i always try to get off of them as quickly as possible because uh I just would rather not have my mental state being affected by something, you know, I've, I maybe I'm paranoid, but I always feel like uh, I'm never quite myself if you're taking some kind of uh, prescription medication to, to affect your mindset or whatever, or your sleep, whatever it is. Um, but that, I just want to say that product looks awesome. Great job on the design there. Congratulations on getting it to the point that it is now. It looks incredible. Uh, and Dr. Mishra, is there anything you want to add about the the development or the function of that thing that rob uh, t- that rob just covered
2: yeah so you know so you know i, I i'm a clinician so you know um I'm, I'm not a fan of medication but you know i do prescribe them at times and obviously you know i see a whole spectrum of uh, patients presenting with different levels of severity of insomnia or different illnesses but i would say that the one thing that's most common for everybody is we always do try the habit forming techniques first because those are the most impactful uh, techniques for uh, for everybody, you know. And, and even if somebody needs medication briefly, uh, again, I'm not a pill pusher. That's not my role clinically. But you know, essentially, if somebody does need it briefly, the discussion is always that you know, let's do this short term so that you can actually work on building that uh, good sleep habit um, um, for for the long term, which I do not want to be prescribing that medication to you long term neither do you need to be taking it long term so i think the discussion is always habit forming and that's where this device really comes in because that is almost the hardest part to of the change because we can easily pop a pill it's so easy but reminding yourself to be good about going to bed at the right time having the right surroundings and avoiding distractions or the phone with you things like that those are the harder decisions it's easier to pop up pill so i think a lot of people of so try to do that and think that that's the solution. So we discussed that is not really the solution. If you're not sleeping well, you need to have a bedtime. You need to have a ritual sort of to trying to go to bed. You need to have the right surroundings so that you feel like you're in a calm state to go to bed and not uh, you know, not very excited, not very hyper state that you cannot fall asleep. You know? So I think this really helps um, that habit changing, which is the hardest part for all of us to really sort of try to make it more easy to make that habit change and follow, um, you know, it's very hard for me to go for a run, but when I have an instructor, I work out. That's the way I work. I think this is this is some, something similar that way, I think, for anybody struggling with sleep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be, well, I'm looking forward to getting one in my room. I think it's, I, I am all about, I'm a big fan of the tech solution. I love that um, any tech, any way I can incorporate tech to make my life better. Uh, I'm always a big fan of that. So I'm definitely excited about getting this thing going in my room. Uh, I'm definitely ruining my life with looking at these screens at night. Let me, maybe, I don't know if you guys can, can, uh, touch on this. I'm putting you on the spot again. If you, if you don't know about this, totally fine. Uh, we didn't cover this pre-show or anything like that. What about, um, what about those like blue light glasses? Do you guys know it? Maybe Doctor Misha knows about that. Is that something that you could benefit from using? If you stare at a screen a lot, if you're a big uh, computer user, you work at a computer. Does that have any impact here? Um, you
2: know, I don't, I'm not. I don't really know a lot about it, but I, I do know that it does impact you. So I, I'm guessing it would help. But um, I use. I'm in front of a screen a lot, uh, but maybe I'll get one too. So you know, I'm not sure. I I've not
1: used one yet. Okay. Well, I think Dr. Mishra, I just read an article. So just to clarify, um, I think there's two different types of glasses. One is the blue blockers, right? Like uh, Dave Asprey sells some of those the true dark or something like that. And yeah, absolutely. You need to wear if you can, and you're going to be on your devices late at night wear those blue blocking glasses because that's going to filter out uh, that light wave that excites the retina and causes the melatonin disruption. Um, but then there's also another type of glasses. I was just reading another article about um, where they're using blue light throughout the day to stimulate, uh, stimulate the retina. And that's important because, you know, the whole thing is we're supposed to be connected to the earth. And by the way, uh, I don't want anybody to ever think that we're trying to sell a one stop shop solution. There is no such thing. Uh, The Yoga Sleep Node is our best effort to make uh, something to help people. But the real answer is to get a better connection with Earth and to get sunlight throughout the day, exercise, uh, stay away from all the devices. Uh, But sometimes we don't have an opportunity to get back in nature. Sometimes we're in the city. Sometimes we have tough jobs, especially if you're a shift worker. This is a solution. This is a solution to kind of hit the easy button and help you get back on track in a healthy way. Uh, but the, the other article that I read just recently about the blue light, um, they have blue light glasses that they're testing. So folks that don't get enough sunlight um, they're, or, or they're on shift work, they're exposing their eyes to blue light throughout the day. Uh, because we know that uh, that process, there's this diurnal process, right? Like the sun comes up in the day and back when we were hunters and gatherers you know for a million years or whatever uh we got that sunlight exposure and so our brains knew you know uh, the the eyes are directly connected to the brain but they're one of the only things that are external to the brain right and so they're these sensors and our brains know what time of day it is for a number of different uh reasons but one of them is the eyes are saying hey it's daylight so now fast forward to the age of technology and here we are in laboratories or in our workshops, our cubicles, and the lighting is terrible. We're not getting that blue light exposure or full spectrum from the sunlight. And then at nighttime, our bodies are all confused. And then what do we do? We stick a phone in our face and just continue this confusion in our brain. And of course, our hormones are jacked up. Of course, we have a hard time going to bed. And then layer onto that, all the things that Dr. Miescher can teach us about psychology and about how know the things that we're thinking about how that affects us it's tough i mean and and that's why we built this because this is the our best effort to to help people so yeah
2: yeah i just want to add something about the you know the shift work you know so, so many people now work in jobs that they have to work overnight i know many physicians who do that uh and i you know and and so i think It is definitely a kind of a lifestyle that a lot of people are leading, you know. So I think even in those situations, typically our recommendations are if you, even if you have to work at night, is not typical, which is not usual for humans, but you have to, Um, maybe trying to sort of have that same sort of ritualized and scheduled for sleep during the day. I think because the device sort of mimics your sort of natural, um, you know, but, you know, dusk and dawn, um, you know, I think there's a way to sort of replicate that during the day also. But I think it, it definitely could help with, um, you know, shift work and, you know, irregular sleep cycles.
0: Yeah, uh, it's definitely a challenge. We talked about shift work the last time that we did this, too. I remember uh, it's because it's a big part of the military as well, obviously, shifts, 12-hour shifts, 24-hour shifts, shifts that just don't make any sense, 30-hour shifts. Like you were saying, Dr. Misha, you were on residency. Uh, and on a, on a future episode, I would love to talk also about dreams. If we, uh, maybe when we come back and do this next month, talk about dreams because we'll have this conversation again. And it's exciting to follow all the updates with the product too. That's really cool. Uh, actually, quick question um, for, for you, Dr. Mishra, is, is this the first product you've ever been a part of developing, developing, and bringing to, to market?
2: Uh, yes. So, um, you know, I was part of brief, briefly, uh, sort of a digital product on uh, sort of uh, about mental health treatment for um, kids, and I was part of that, and that is sort of my startup. We sort of have that's sort of on a back burner, but this is the first product I've been part of.
0: Yeah. Awesome, Rob. I, I'm. I don't, this is your first, right? I think, but I, I I highly doubt it'll be your last. I mean, I guess you have the sleep pod too, um, but other than that, have you been? A, is that correct? Is this your first product as well?
1: Yeah. Totally. I mean we built a bunch of stuff in the navy uh but that was all you know circuit boards and nothing like this because um building a prototype is relatively easy uh but then when you get into how do we build this at scale like ten thousand a month uh that kind of thing you run into a ton of problems um how do you manufacture and and that's why we have such a solid team you know we handpicked these folks um you know terry and ben i think we on the call last time I mean, they're really leaders in the field of technology and engineering and supply chain logistics and all that stuff. So, um, I did promise everybody that I'd give a couple of recommendations on light, sound, and temperature. Do you want me to oh, yeah. plug that real quick? Yeah, great. Okay. Let me, uh, I'll share screen one more time. Do it and uh, throw that up. So, for everybody listening, uh, just a couple of quick recommendations that you can use today. Uh, you wanna stop using those electronic devices one hour before bed. If you can uh, use blackout curtains, uh, that is if you have light outside your window. Uh, a face mask is always really a good solution uh, to cut out the light. Uh, and then you can also get a, a zero blue light for the bedroom, uh, which is what we're working on. Uh, but if you can't get anything like that, try to use dimmer bulbs, like lower light volume uh, in the bedroom. In terms of sound, um you want to turn off all the noisy items uh, because you know sounds with uh decibel peaks um, is as low as 35 but definitely at like that 55 decibel range which we're talking at 60 decibels right now uh, that can actually uh, impact your sleep function um, try to close those windows from city noise if possible a white noise machine buffers uh, some of those uh, noises so that's a good idea earplugs is always a good thing and and you can travel with those i know amanda was asking about traveling Uh, and then you want to keep it cool in the bedroom Um, i know uh, deep sleepwear is on the uh, chat right now they have some lightweight sleepwear that's breathable uh, that helps out with cooling off the body Uh, you have to cool off the body Um, you can use your thermostat which is another thing we've integrated with uh, but you can just set your regular thermostat a little cooler at night Uh, you can also try a bed jet or a chili pad. Uh, those are pretty good products to uh, keep it cool at night. Uh, and then sometimes people like to take a lukewarm shower, not too hot, not too cold. Uh, but then that helps, uh, helps you reduce that, um, that little bit of temperature you need to drop while you're sleeping.
0: Those are great recommendations. Yeah. Thank you for, thank you. I didn't even know you had those ready to go. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I'm going to check out those, uh, the bed bed jet. What is that?
1: Yeah, BedJet cools you off. It pulls air from under the bed and and shoots it under your sheets. We actually sleep with one of those. Uh, But Tara Youngblood runs a company called, um, uh, I think it's called Cryo, but they sell the pad. And now I think the new version is called the Uller. Really cool. I'm in total agreement with that technology because you need to be able, if you're too hot at nighttime, your body's working really hard for homeostasis to be able to cool the body, which is part of the natural uh, routine of your sleep. So yeah, I'm supportive of those products. Um, and actually we'd like to integrate with them too in the future. So
0: awesome. Yeah. I I like to sleep in a cool, a nice, cool, chilled room is the best. I love that. That definitely gets me a better night's sleep. Obviously heat is not good at all. Like in Iraq was a little too hot for me, a little on the hot side.
1: It was a beach vacation. Yeah. It was was great. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, I, uh, it's it's 11 a.m. out here in Okinawa, which means the show has been on for one hour. And I want to thank everybody who's been watching. And we'll get ready to kind of wrap it up and have some final thoughts for this episode. Is there anything that we didn't get to yet that uh, you wanted to get to, Rob or Dr. Meesher? Nope.
1: Appreciate everybody's support.
0: Dr. Misha. Yeah, I
2: think, um, I think, I think this is a discussion that I think hopefully people have with themselves and their family. I think, and uh, I think there was a couple of questions about, uh, you know, Indiegogo, but I think the product is still already available for pre-order on the website. So I think they don't even have to wait for that launch, actually.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, yogasleepnode.com
0: yoga, linked. Uh, the exist tribe website is linked in the description of this video. So if you guys are interested, you can head to that website and go find the links out there, find information about the product and get your pre-order in at the, at the best price it'll ever be. Right. Is if you order it off your website.
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: At the best price Absolutely. it'll ever be. And we will have you guys back on next month. We'll, we'll find a date. We'll pick a date We'll have some more interesting sleep topics. And uh, if you guys have any questions out there in the audience that you would like to see brought up on the next episode, please send them to me. You can comment on this video. You can send them to me at thescuttlebuttshow at gmail.com. Or where's the best way to reach out to you guys?
1: Rob at existtribe.com. Great. Yeah, awesome. Are we going to talk about lucid dreaming next time? I would love to. I would love to.
0: Yep. I yep. would love to talk we about l- it. lucid dreams, which I have had. I, uh, I always remember my dreams. I have very vivid dreams and I've had lucid dreams and we can talk all about that. So if you guys want to prep in the audience out there for, if you have any questions about dreaming or anything like that, we'll make, maybe we'll bring on, maybe we can find some other guests too, that we can bring on, uh, to talk about it. And and we'll just have a really fun episode about sleep and qual- and like different things that happen while you're sleeping. Awesome. Maybe, maybe lucid dreaming sleepwalking sleep paralysis astral projection i mean the cia tried it there's all kinds of stuff going on out there so we can have a fun episode about that that'll be great um and yeah i guess uh is there so really quick before we sign out is there anything else you guys want to to say shout outs points of contact plug the product one more time
2: thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been awesome. I think the chat has been very active and I tried to chime in a little bit there. So, uh, yeah, definitely go to the website, check it out and, you know, and I think the support is great. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, one last thing we are doing the, uh, six to our program, the six r challenge soon. Uh, and we just opened up an application on there. Um, because we're going to start out with studies, academic studies that will publish the results, uh, won't publish anybody's name, just the overall results, but we just opened that up. I was hesitant to mention it, but, um, if for our loyal followers, if anybody wants to go to the existtribe.com website, um, there is a page on there called 62 R and the application is live. Um, if you want to get some of that. So
0: really quick, thank you for sharing that really quick one, uh, comment here from two T adventures. That maybe we can address really fast, or you can direct them to the right place. Uh, is there a return policy? Is the question. So if you pre-order now, what are the? Is there? Is there somewhere on the website that has can list kind of expectations and considerations for people who are about to buy one?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when you go to the website, um, this is it right here, Yogasleepnode.com. Um, you scroll down, fall asleep ten times faster. Bam! What is that? 90 days in one year, that's the best deal that anyone's putting out on sleep technology right now. I'll tell you that.
0: Got it, oh great, awesome. All right, thanks for sharing that, that answers that. So that covers that, cool. Well, then in that case, uh, with all that being said, I appreciate everyone in the audience so much. If you're new here, make sure you smash, obliterate the subscribe button so that you don't miss more content like this. All the ways to support the channel are linked in the description down below. All the ways to find Exist Tribe are linked in the description down below as well. I appreciate the audience tuning in, having great questions and interactions with us. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to you to people over at Exist, I'm sure. And uh, with all that being said, until next time, that's the scuttlebutt.